Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we sit down and talk with Trevor Stone and Zach Stone about long-distance hiking. Trail names, bugs, footwear, trail magic, trail angels. Um, Talk about the John Muir Trail. We talk about their upcoming hike in the 100-mile wilderness. As always, this episode is brought to you by the world-famous Tortuga Soap Company. If you're going to go on a long-distance hike, you better bring some Tortuga soap. Keep you smelling good. Nobody wants to be on that trail with people that stink. I don't know. Maybe they do. Go to TortugaSoap.com. Enter the discount code PODCAST and you'll get 20% off your order. If uh, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you don't do jujitsu and you're thinking about you want to try it, um, and if you're near Portsmouth, New Hampshire, check out Port City BJJ, um, portcitybjj.com in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. You're welcome to come in and check it out. Uh, we'd love to have you. Who knows? You may uh, may change your life. Big shout out to the Red Wing Superior Podcast Network for putting this podcast out for us. And uh, we're really grateful for everybody that listens. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We I appreciate it. Um, hopefully this episode encourages you to go go out and do something outside your comfort zone. Might not be a long distance hike, or it might not be um, jujitsu, or who knows what. But go out and uh, go out and do something that, that gets you out of your comfort zone and makes you uncomfortable. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Good live yeah. from my grandmother's kitchen table Woo. Um, in Dover, New Hampshire. Yeah, that's um, yellow countertops. Right? Oh, yeah. This is uh, yellow yeah. peach. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is, I bet this place was harvest gold, old school back in the day. Right. Oh yeah. This was like, yeah. I feel like 70, 70s or eighties yep. was this was uh, remodeled and they put the skylight in and uh, I used to live in the attic. Here? Um, I did. Yeah, here in the attic. I got the boot from my parents' house when I was living in the attic. Um, All right, so basically, people will probably listen to this. So um, if there's something you don't want to say, you don't have to say it. You know what I mean? So just don't, um, you know. Say, like, don't let me make you do something you don't want to do. <laughs> That's what I'm trying don't to do. Don't let my you. question Yeah, in. whatever, whatever. We're just having the three dudes having a conversation about yeah. whatever you guys want to talk about. So sure. it's not even really, like, um, interview or whatever. Uh, it's better if, like, you know, we're just three dudes talking. The mic works like this. Like, it comes this way and goes that way. So it should hit all three of us. Um, and... Uh, we usually, what we do is we, uh, like I put an intro on it, and then the Riddler, who you may probably have never met, he puts it out on the internet. Um, so we don't edit or anything if we if we can help it. Um, so that's my, um, that's the spiel about not editing, because editing is a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> and so, and it's not and pure. It, well, right, it's not pure. Unless somebody and, does um, something crazy, you got to right. get that out. It's very rare that that has happened. No racial terrain. Uh, no, no <laughs> tra- <laughs> no try tra- to keep those interactions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, keep it, right. keep it, keep it lucky. Yeah, so, uh, um, welcome. Welcome to the, to the kitchen table. The first, this is actually the third one we've done. I've done, I did two podcasts with my grandmother at this kitchen table. Um, so here we are. Um, I'm here with my main man, Trevor Stone, who has been on this podcast and the Great Northeast podcast, BJJ podcast, more than once, probably. And Zach, Trevor's cousin, right? Yep. Um, who lives in LA? Uh, just south of LA, uh, near Huntington Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. A town called Costa Mesa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm familiar with it. I've been there. Um, so, what are you doing here, Zach? So I just arrived yesterday to uh, hike the last 110 miles or so, the Appalachian Trail, yeah. uh, ending at Mount Katahdin in Maine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a little follow-up, part of our yearly trip now. Um, did the John Muir Trail last year, decided we loved it, and we're going to do a yearly trip and, uh, yeah, make a 
lifetime habit. So you grew up in Dover. Uh, I didn't grow up. I grew up in Southern California. Oh, yeah? I spent summers out here um, for usually like two months. So, yeah. Um, I kind of grew up out here. I mean, I spent a lot of time kind of dual coast, but yeah. uh, majority in California, went to school, but summers out here. Because your dad lived out here. Yep, he lived in Dover. I think he knew my dad. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. they were a couple of years apart yeah. in high school. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Because our parent, our dads were three years apart. So and your dad and my dad were the same class. Yeah. So yeah, they were right. They knew each other. Yeah. Most likely. Um, how did this hiking thing start? So, I don't know. We were we were texting one day, and Zach just kind of threw out like he was doing this big trail. He had decided he was going to do the John Muir Trail, and uh, I was like, I'd never really, you know, I'd never done a through hike or. I'd never even hiked and camped overnight, like, ever. But I'd hiked a lot, you know, small mountains and stuff, and I liked being out in the woods. And I had started working for myself, so I had the free time to kind of make my own schedule because I run my own business and contracting or whatever. So I was like, he goes, hey, you know, you should come with me. You're working for yourself. And I just was like, kind of freaked me out at first. I was like, you know, just thinking about being out in the woods for a long time, you know, 200-mile trail. It's like it was a big, big endeavor that I'd never even done a low level of. But then I was like, this kind of scares me. I was like, maybe I should do this because I liked it. It freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, you know, I want to learn survival, a little more survival skills and, like, you know, be, and I love nature. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I know I have the fortitude. I'm in good shape. Like I can hike miles. Let's do this. So I said, I'll do it. And then we really started planning from, what do we plan? 10 months? It was that long. I say, Eight months? Uh, yeah, it was a long, I mean, we started really planning quickly yeah, and figuring things out and like food and, you know, researching what to do and all that. Cause there's a lot of work that goes into planning your food drops, what you're eating, what you're carrying, light gear, not being overburdened. So the John Muir trail, where does that start? Uh, Yosemite. Yosemite? Yep. The uh, valley floor. Um, although we started in Tuolumne Meadows because oh, yeah. we had to get a walk-up permit. So yeah. Uh, it's a real pain to get the walk or the reservation from Happy Isles, which is what yeah. it's called, the trailhead. Right. So. What is it? The mist trail comes up out? Yeah. So, yeah, basically you start, you go up the mist trail. And then, so we didn't do any of this. We, like I said, hooked up at Tuolumne Meadows. Um, so we started about 22 miles into the actual John Muir Trail. So I got a history with the Tuolumne Meadows. Um, I was, uh, my friend used to work there and I got engaged um, on the top of North Dome. And then we stayed in Tuolumne Meadows. I got a cat named Tuolumne, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love yes. that place. Yeah, yeah it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. A lot of people like, it's people sweet. always are like, Why, what is Tuolumne? And I'm like, oh, it's a you know, place in Yosemite that uh, awesome. blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's a middle area. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice. But I've never done a big hike. This is 200 miles. The mirror, yeah, it was, we did, well, the, the trail is 226, but we did some extra hiking as far as getting <laughs> to trailheads and like, you kind of have some, we probably did what, two, 210? Yeah, because we two, started 22 in, but we added a few but we side add, trails, Yeah, we had so. some side stuff, so we did about 210 miles over that. 21 days, um, you know, averaging 10 miles a day. This is like, at ele- like elevation. Sierra Nevadas, dude, right. hardest part of the Pacific Crest Trail. Right. Rugged, like the ba- the low spots are 7,000 feet. Yeah, I think so. And the thing is, you just kind of like, you think, oh, walking 10 miles is cool, but really, you ever been on a Stairmaster for 10 miles? It's like, you're just going, and you go down, down for hours. You know, you do five five miles down into this ravine, fall in this river in this beautiful waterfall, and then you just start climbing to get back up to the next section. And so, when you look at the map and you kind of think the hard parts are going to be the passes, which is what I was kind of thinking, which, you know, some of the passes are difficult, but then the equally hard parts are also the fact you're dropping down, 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 down. The valleys suck just as bad as the passes. Yeah. Like, they can always be worse going downhill. Yeah. Going down is always worse. Yeah. Worse. And so, always, I mean, yeah. yeah. Those it's are rough. The, it's the killer you get. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to be like that. Were there a lot of people um, doing it too? Like, did you see a lot of people? Definitely. Oh, yeah? There's people everywhere. I mean, it was busy. Like, the trail was busy. But we attributed it to kind of like, so you know how you go through high school, you have like a group of people, you're all kind of doing the same experience, but it's like individual in a way, because you're taking different classes, but you're around each other, you all know each other. Hiking the trail was kind of like that. We had like a class of like about 15 people that we were kind of around the whole time. Yeah. Because we were all on the same similar pace. You pass some people some days, some days they pass you. You're all camping near each other because you're doing roughly the same mileage, give or take. So that was kind of cool. But, like, we saw many other people at a lot of the stops, the hiker resorts, like uh, Vermilion Valley Resort. You got the Reds at Tuolumne Meadows. Um, what was the other one? 
Near Trail Ranch. Yeah, you got MTR, although we didn't stay there. We had some friends that were in our group, well, near, you know, they're out there with us that we kind of, they stayed there and we'd see all kinds of different pack mules out there on the trail really yeah there there was people you could rent uh mules to carry your stuff and people to like hike all your gear to spots for you sherpas yeah you could you could rent like they would run you know they had horse teams coming out of mtr with their pack mules and they'd bring all your gear and i think they brought stuff to like dig a latrine for you and like do all this stuff and you know you'd have your campsite all set up and that's right you do the hike on your own yeah that's yeah it's crazy they probably dug it for the horses too i'm some of the area the horses and they'd have to dig and like do all that but a lot of granite out there. I don't know how they did all, did that. It's do all you, rock. Was there a lot of wild wildlife? Seen, like, uh, we saw some. No bears, unfortunately. I think we have a much higher chance of seeing a bear in Maine because um, we're going to be a lower elevation. When you're up 7,000 plus, right. you're like too high for bears unless they really need food. They don't want to be up that high. Not that much. They want to be 4,000. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. Right. I wanted to see a, a sheep, like a mountain. Mountain goat. We didn't see any mountain goats. We no, I don't know if there's – were there mountain lions we were seeing in that area, but there, we didn't see any. No, we, see. we saw marmots. We saw deer. We got, oh, yeah, marmots, we got cool. marmots everywhere. They'll eat anything too. But we saw deer. <laughs> we got very close to some deer probably, which is weird because, you know, we grew up in this area. Like people hunt. Right. Deers are petrified. They see right. you, they gone. Right. Out, out there, they never been hunting in their life. You know, we were what? We got like six, eight feet from this one. Oh, yeah. Six feet. Yeah. We were right there. I, mean, I probably could have walked up and pet the thing. Right. There's also one, at one point, there was a mother with her babies. She was like, she was kind of giving That's us right. the eyeball. We were like, you know, we should probably get out of here. We'll get attacked. So this trail ends at Mount Whitney. That one did. Yes. How was you Mount go, Whitney? You go Whitney and then you hike down to Whitney Portal. Yeah. Whitney is insane. So. Right? It's like a little bit technical, right? Or no? Um, no. There was no. only actually one spot on Whitney we had to hand, hand climb a boulder. Yeah. One spot. Uh, it's all switchbacks, dude. All yeah. switchbacks. But. To 14,000 something. 14,500. 145. Yeah. 14, yeah. It's cold, windy. Windy. I was very happy because I didn't have gloves for most of the trip because I mailed them home because I didn't realize yeah. I didn't need them. But I happened to buy a thin pair because you bought a pair. And I was like, eh, I'll buy one just in case. And I, my hands have never been this cold. Like, yeah. they were to the point where I was, like, legitimately worried about frostbite. And I was, like, stopping to put my hands just down my pants, sit there for, like, five minutes to warm up. He dropped his poles. I threw my trekking poles about one-tenth of a mile up the, the summit trail because the wind was 70-mile yeah. consistent yeah. with a 100-mile-hour gusts. Now, I've roofed in Gloucester, like, doing high work, 85-mile-hour gusts, and, like, these were strong. There was it was gnarly wind. That was the scariest part. But my our hands were wrecked because it was. What do you think it got the night before? Twenty six degrees. Probably in the twenties. It was yeah. so cold. We barely slept, and we were way up at Guitar Lakes. What like nine, ten thousand feet? Oh, I think ten thousand four hundred feet or something. Yeah. Eleven thousand feet. So you're yeah. so high up there, and it was freezing. What time of year was it? September. Uh, September thirteenth. September. September thirteenth. Yeah. So it was getting colder, right. especially up in elevation. You're cold. I think I was there in, in Tuolumne Meadows at that in that time of Around year, that, September. Because yeah. he worked for the Park Service. Yep. And he they have these tents like that you could stay in, and he was in charge of the tents. But every gotcha. the, but the park was like they were closed, mm -hmm. but we stayed in the tents. Gotcha. It was cold though. I mean, oh, it's yeah. cold high up, obviously. Yeah. Um, how long did that take? Whitney. Yeah. The the no the um the John Muir Trail. Twenty one days. Twenty one days. Twenty one days. So you send stuff to drops, yes. like at a post office So we dropped food at Red's in Tuolumne, Red's Meadow. Yeah. And then we mailed food to Mirror Trail Ranch. And Mirror Tra Mir Trail Ranch is like the big resupply location. Because that, that's like the last, it's about, a, you got about 100 miles left after MTR. Yeah, or like 110, yeah, it's about 110 miles. You got about 110 miles. So there is, so what we were going to do was we were going to actually carry our food from MTR and we didn't realize that we, we couldn't fit, <laughs> Wasn't gonna happen. We couldn't fit 12 <laughs> days of food in our bear canister and we couldn't make the, we weren't willing to attempt the mileage that we would have yeah. needed to make that. I don't think physically we could have done it. It's too many miles. Uh, so we actually found a, a service that we paid to have somebody hike our resupply into us over a pass. We paid this guy money, and he brought our food. We gave it to a dude we met on the trail. His son ran the service. And nice. He met up with him and passed our food along. We paid the guy. Huh. He brought us our last uh, five days of food or whatever yep. out there. So what did you learn on this one, on that one? I learned on the mirror, uh, I think the only attribute you need to hike is fortitude and determination. Like, you just... Doesn't really. You don't need to be a great athlete, or you just need to have the willpower to just keep going. Because we saw some a lot of older people. Yeah, they were in okay shape, but like, it wasn't a bunch of super athletes. But it was very taxing experience. 
Like you just grind it out. You just grind it out. Oh, every day. But you know me. That's perfect for me. I loved it. Even when I was dying and my feet were going to fall off the first four days, <laughs> uh, you know, because my shoes were messed up and my feet were hurt. And I didn't like know you get blisters? No. So the shoes I had were really bad. Like they weren't shaped right for my foot. And I'd use them a lot working and stuff, but I hadn't hiked a lot in them. Yeah. And uh, my feet were destroyed by day two. Really? We did like 11 miles the first day or 10 the second. Yeah. And... Uh, I could barely walk. Coming down Donner Pass, I was using my I was using Mr. my trekking poles. <laughs> I attributed myself to I was like Mr. Burns on The Simpsons, coming down these stairs with my trekking poles, <laughs> just like sweating, like dying, like swearing with every step. It was horrible. On day one, day two, day two, because my feet were just crushed. And uh, and Zach was worried. You know, you tell you say that I was actually yeah, I was going to. Dude, I mean, you if this is gonna be like this whole way, it's, I know you have a lot of will, and I just I don't want him like crawling and like really. Right hurting himself so i know it will right but i'm just like you got to do something about your feet because like i can't watch this anymore right, right. Like, it's miserable <laughs> yeah just look I mean, you know he's like he doesn't complain much but right. he uh, was in definite pain it was for bad. sure and he was going slow as he said people are passing us like, right. <laughs> yeah so what did you do so we we hiked two more days to red's meadow and we left red's and we went to mammoth which is a you know a, you can probably yeah, to mammoth a alpine town yeah. up, you know up in the mountains and uh I bought shoes. We stayed in a hotel that night because we couldn't get a shuttle back, but like we couldn't camp anywhere. So it was like we got out on Mammoth, got out on the shuttle, went to Mammoth, bought a sh- bought shoes, bought a light. I bought a really expensive lighter tent. We mailed stuff back yeah. to his house in By Costa Mesa. Hundred step back. And uh, <laughs> we ditched a ton of weight. We dumped some gear. Because you don't really like no. And then got back on the trail yeah. at like one o'clock the next day. Like we gotta go. Let's do this. We're ready. Because if before you go. Like, you guys are reading about it or whatever. But, but you don't really know about doing it until you're in it. And never right? even done a thru-hike. We've, right. never, we've never even done... Well, he'd done some short trips, but I'd never done anything. Yeah. And, you know, this is a big scale. I'd never gone more than five days of my longest thru-hike. Yeah. yeah, and that was way... Nothing... Like, nothing compared to this. 21. What's that? Not compared to yeah, 21, 21 days. No, completely right. new story. Like, doing resupplies, all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, a lot of you really only can carry about eight... Well, if you have to have a bear can, you get it. You can pretty much get eight, maybe nine days of food. Yeah. In that thing. And but how much uh, does your pack weigh? I think my weight for this trip right now, I'm rocking about 34 pounds. But that's with full food and that's water. That's full food, yeah. full yeah. liter of water, which we never carry. You always carry a half liter of water. You don't need that much when you're walking around. You filter, stop and filter, drink. So you got filters. Yeah. Yeah, we got a six liter filter for this. We had a three liter for the, for the mirror. Um, but we got three people this time, so we got a bigger filter. Oh, uh. Yeah, you filter your water. There are tabs, but they're not great. Yeah, iodine or whatever. Yeah, they right. got like yeah, they got like uh, purification tablets, but they take time to work and, and you filter it away. You can boil if you get in trouble. You can drink a moving stream, really, in most places. Like, I don't know about internationally, but in this, you know, in your relative region, I think it'd be mostly okay. Yeah. I mean, the worry is Jardia, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um. So you got a third person. This trip, my buddy Rourke is coming. Oh, first. he's going, yeah. He's going on this trip, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you, like, so, so now, so at the end of last year, at the end of the last trip, so I've never done the long one either. Like, I've hiked a lot of mountains and mm. rock climbed and whatever. Like, I did a three or four day one by myself one time, but like, nice. I've never done anything like 21 days or whatever, you know. So like, at the end of it, were you like, I'm never doing that again? Oh, no, I wanted to go right back. You're like, like, I wanted to go. Uh, yeah. I was like, if I had two weeks to recover and nothing else to do, we would start. Like, <laughs> really? we had already started talking about what are we doing next year? Really? We're doing another trip. Oh yeah, we were in. I was into it. I was ready. That's cool. It was really. It was awesome. It was. It's a very freeing experience. You know, leaving it all this, all this, you know, all this stuff behind. Are you like, bringing the phone? Somewhat. No, I'm not bringing the phone this time. I didn't bring a phone last time. Yeah. He has a GPS and a phone that he brings, so we can text out to people yeah. and talk to our guide guy that's going to meet for food and rides and stuff. But I don't like having a phone. I don't want it. It is a tool I could use for like first aid manuals and different things, but I don't need that stuff mostly. I want to decompress. Yeah. You know. So you did that one. You were like stoked about it. Loved it. How did you figure out this was what you were going to do? I just kind of started looking into things and I was like, hey, this kind of looks cool. This is like we did the most challenging part of the PCT. Let's do the most challenging part of the Appalachian Trail. Like this is the remote, you know, the 100-mile wilderness, the most remote forest in the continental U.S. Let's do it. Like, So this is the 100-mile wilderness. 100-mile wilderness. It's is all in Maine, right? Yeah, it's um, all Maine. It's from, from Monson to Baxter State Park. 
ends at the northern terminus of the Appalachian yeah. Trail on Katahdin. So which Katahdin highest mountain remains, so we can get that off the list. You know, trying to get all the highest mountains in each state, that kind of thing. That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be sweet. How long how long does this how we're, long is this gonna take? We're doing twelve days on this trip. Twelve days. Yes. Um I do think this one's gonna be different. Rain. Oh. You know, we, we only got rain two right. days in California. We got a little hail, like two nights or maybe three days we total. Yeah, three we days. just ducked into Mir Pass right as a hailstorm dropped, and we were kind of getting up to it going, and it's the most exposed one. There's actually a hut up there, which was great. But we were kind of like, okay, it's do or die. We either camp here yeah. and <laughs> wait it out and then try and hike late at night or mid-afternoon. you know, afternoon. That might suck. Or we just hit it hard to Mir Pass and get in the hut, and we hammered it, and we got to the hut just in time. Lightning was right probably a problem in on hard that last one. Right? Yeah, when we were on, I mean, it could have been. When we came when we were on Mir, that storm was right, right over the pass. Like there was about ten people in the hut when we got there. We all chilled out for a little over an hour and then took, started taking off. I've been in like weird lightning situations in Colorado that were just probably the most frightening yeah. thing in my life. Yeah. You know, with lightning crashing like you can smell the whatever ozone or whatever and like lightning is crashing within 100 feet and you're running horrified like it's war like i don't i mean i've never been in war but dude it's it probably felt like, like felt like i was in a war right and like my wife is with me and i look like the lightning crashed on one side of us and i look and she's like gone she just like <laughs> lapped into the like the fastest i've ever seen her move um so yeah, lightning. So were there bugs on the mirror trail? The mirror was not bad. There were yeah. very few bugs. It was nice. Oh, dude. We were there late. We got, we got caught in a hailstorm. What is it? Evolution Lake? Yeah. On Evolution Lake, we got caught in a hailstorm. The lightning was pretty damn close then. That's probably the closest I've ever been to a lightning strike. Mm. Um, it was pretty close. It was pretty gnarly. But bugs are going to be a problem in the 100-mile wilderness because it's New England and you know, and it's swampy up there and wet. Yeah. And we've had a wet season. I keep right. thinking the rain's going to slow down, but yeah. it hasn't. Probably not till September. What makes this part the hardest part of the Appalachian Trail? Uh, a lot of the AT in the southern region is very flat, from what I understand. Flatter like terrain the, uh, and lower elevations. The roots and the rocks as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not as changing elevation. It's I mean. not as well like they don't in California. The trails were really like tailored i guess i would say like they switch yeah, back, yeah. switchbacks everywhere rock right. placement like they do a lot of work to Smooth. make the, to make the trail a certain way new england little different philosophy all the hiking i've done around here it's that you know they don't run switchbacks either in new england. Right. you go straight up you hand climb rocks you rock hop whatever you got to do but like you said there's a lot more rudy and rocks yeah. and, and the elevation i think they said i, I could be wrong on this My, but it's like 50 percent of the elevation change is just in the like new england states Versus the entire rest of the trail, yeah. elevation change, so definitely up, down, up, down. A lot of the southern regions, you kind of come up and go across ridges, and, and at a, you know, here you're going to start going, you know, just like it is, up, down, down into the hole, and then back up the other Ever, side. it's like swampy, boggy, obviously, oh, that yeah. makes it challenging, and so oh, that's, I've never been in an environment like that at all, really, so other than just out here, little, you know, going out with clothes and stuff like that, just to play, you know, as a kid, but right, not so much as a hiking, because all the Sierra hiking is a lot different environment. Yeah, a totally different. Totally different. Totally different. So I'm excited for this because I feel like this will give me like a new insight into going in other environments, how to deal with rain, how to deal with bugs, how to deal with just something other than the usually nice, you know, Sierras. So do you have a larger goal in mind? Uh, I would eventually, you know, it's funny because I did think that I would never consider doing a long through hike in terms of like the entire PCT or the entire AT, something like that. I think I'm more open to the idea now. I guess it would just be more of a like willingness to leave for three to six months, but like, I'm more open to the idea now. When I, before, I was just yeah. like, you know, I think that's too long of a hike. I don't know if I'd want to do it, but I consider it now. Or maybe something in between, um, but definitely more section hikes. We want to do some international stuff. We've talked about, we've joked about the goal being, because, like, maybe Everest Space Camp, not Everest, but we've talked about doing, oh, yeah. doing Denali, like doing yeah. a hard mountain, but you, you need some technical work. Right. You need some classes. You need some real training for that. But it would be cool to do that, you know, get that 20,000 requirement and then maybe apply for Denali at some point. Have you done any ice work, ice yeah. climbing, you know, ice yeah. mountaineering? Yeah. It'd be sick. Uh, you, need some, you need some to get the Denali permits, that kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be interesting. So most of mine, I mean, I was more of a rock climber because right. I like the warm weather better. But Amanda really liked ice climbing. And I did like mountaineering stuff, like because you could ski down. Because right. I hate going down, walking down. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I have, I've, maybe everybody's like this, I don't know, but like, 
I used to hike a lot. Like, I love going up and being at the top, and then, like, halfway down, I'm just like, all right, I'm over it, you know? No. Like, I just want to be done. Yeah, no, I understand know? that, yeah. So, like, I was into, like, I, we used to go climb um, mountains in Colorado and ski down, because uh, then you could avoid the whole uh, walking down. You have an awesome down Yeah, experience. you have a great down. Yeah, it's yeah. super fun. Um Oh yeah, I've gotten like involved into some ridiculous things because I would just go do stuff and um, break trail and weird fourteeners in Colorado, Mount Quandry. We used to live near, so we would go up and uh, with ice axes and stuff, like because it's steep and you just got to know how to like self arrest. Mostly, I feel like you know most of the stuff is not roping up, low Denali. Maybe because there's crevasses. I'm assuming they have do, some, you know? yeah. I haven't um, done much research. But I feel like most of it, it's like just for like self-arrest right. um, things in a fall. Because I, I've seen it where we were climbing up stuff and I would drop, like I dropped a water bottle one time and it was like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> that's like, not going to stop yeah. until <laughs> until the bottom. And yeah. so that could be you, you know, I guess. Right. Um but I've always wanted to do like Denali or uh, the one in you know Aconcagua, or whatever, which that. is I think this might be the it might be the tallest one in South America. Gotcha. It might not be Aconcagua. Well, I I Aconcagua. Yeah. It's a it's cool. a big one that everybody does. If you want to do like ever, if your goal is to do, you do Denali, Aconcagua. You know, and then ever get to Everest. The the, the other one, you know, K two or K two. But the one in yeah, but the one in. Africa, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. We're like talking the about people a couple of years seven, doing Kilimanjaro. Seven, seven, yeah. We're talking about that one in a couple of years. Uh, so, what, uh, do you have to have trail nicknames for the Appalachian Trail? You going to have a trail nickname? If you're only doing part of it? I mean, we had, we got <laughs> nicknames on the mirror. Did you? This guy gave me, Mullet Man, gave me the nickname uh, the Man, East Coaster. Yeah. East Coast. But I can't really have that nickname on the on the on this the trail East because coast. I'm from the East Coast <laughs> right. and I'm here. So right. we'll probably see if somebody throws one out. Right, right. Um, yeah. Who so else is supposed to give it to you? Oh, is so, that? Yeah. Right. That's the... Um, I've always called him the Drifter, so like that yeah. kind of was his nickname. Yeah. Like, he got a hit to the, the derivation of it. He called me the Wanderer. This other like Mullet Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like we were kind of going between the two. Mullet Man's a good dude. Yeah, right. That was like the best one I heard out there. He's the one that hooked us up with the food resupply. His son owned that company. He was a really helpful dude. When I needed shoes, he was like, "Buy these shoes. These are the best ones." And they were. They're amazing. Zach has them on right now. What are the shoes? I don't have them with me. Alta Lone Peaks. Yeah. At the time, it was a three point five model, but they're up to four. But they're like amazing. Yeah. You know, wide wide toe, zero drop, like just amazing. So comfortable. But I'm retiring them after this trip because they'll be like almost 300 miles. These are the same ones. I'm going to wear them on this trip, yeah. And I'm going to be have about 300 miles on them. So, um, My uncle, who's in that picture right over there oh, yeah. on, the, on the wall, I think he did the whole Appalachian Trail. Nice. Um, they called him the Highlander because nice. he was Scott, you know, Scottish. Oh, that's a good. His name was the Highlander. It's a good trail name. Yeah, right? That's right? Good yeah. yeah, solid. Um he might have, he might have done it in two parts though. Yeah, I think he might have did it like not in the whole. I think he might have had knee problems or something in the first go round, and then went back and maybe finished it. Gotcha. Uh, but he was the Highlander. Nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> ah, I like that right? That's a good one. He must have been happy with that. I think it's, it's you know, although Mullet Man is uh, Mullet Man's pretty good. It's yeah. good, but that's kind of you know, it is a good one. Um. So, you're leaving tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning? Yes. Well, mid-morning, yes. Mid-morning. <laughs> yeah. We're going to drive. I'm going to train in the morning, and then oh. uh, and then we're going to, yeah, we're probably going to leave about 10 or 11. Yeah. And then we're going to drive to Monson, and we're staying in a bunkhouse at uh, the guide that we're kind of working with to do our resupply and stuff. Yeah. Staying at his place, and then he'll bring us to the trail the next morning, and we're off. So, this is like a main guide? Yeah, this guy, uh, Phil Pepin, is like a... You know, certified main wilderness guide and yeah. specializes in hundred mile wilderness. There's a few spots in Monson that stage out these hikers to do, uh, you know, the last parts of the AT and the hundred mile wilderness. Because a lot of people do this as a section hike of the AT because it's a popular region. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy, we're gonna stay at his place. We got a private bunkhouse we're gonna reserve. We're gonna give him our food, and he's got a locker. We're gonna meet it on on day seven. He'll drive it up there for us and drop it. Where is Monson, Maine? Uh, it's like central northern Maine. 
What's it near? Uh, I'm uh, trying to think what's near there. I don't even know. I've never been to that region of Maine either. Right. I've never been that. I've been like you know so way up north on the coast. So my uncle's a Maine was a Maine. Oh, nice. He got like uh, nice. yeah. He was like a but so I don't know exactly how the Maine guide thing works. Right, right. You know you go and but his thing was more like um, rafting and whitewater. Type. Oh, nice. But I don't know if you have to learn a whole. That's fun to do. Yeah, like he was a good did time. it to become a guide basically. Yep. Nice. Uh, the same one that did the, the Appalachian Trail, or parts of it anyway. So, Monson, Maine. Monson. Tomorrow. How far of a drive is that from here? It's like four hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. We're hoping to make it in under four hours, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's a haul. It's a haul. So, I've been to Baxter State Park. You've been to Baxter? I have. Nice. It's you did, beautiful. Did you do Katahdin? So, oddly enough, um, we went, so I was with my uncle, and we went rafting, um, he has a boat and so we did like, so we went, you know, and our, did our own thing and went rafting and, uh, and then we were with Amanda and her cousin came up and visited and we were going to do the knife edge, um, which is uh, super doing cool, knife, we're doing knife super edge, cool. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was like, I feel like, I don't remember when we went. So Katahdin, the long, and the, the short story is Katahdin might be the only mountain I have ever went to go hike or climb and did not finish. Man. And I've done a lot of pretty crazy ones. Right, like, right. Uh, but, ba- like, we got – it was a really windy, windy day, and it ended up being super cold. And so, like, some of the people we were with were not prepared for that. Like, I could have went and finished it easily. And right, right. could have, You know what I mean? We could have finished it. But there were people we were with that totally were not – no, no cold weather gear. No, no yeah, none. It, well, it was summertime, but yeah, you, know, you got to know people that forget it's at altitude. Right. To get so, it like, it was good because if it was just like if it was just me there, I'd have been like, yeah, you guys will be fine. We'll keep going. But my uncle's like, yeah, you probably should think about turning from a house. You're not prepared because he's a little smarter than me. If it gets worse, what are you gonna do? Yeah, like I, you know, like they're wearing socks on their hands and stuff because it was because like you're. I was thinking about it when you're talking about your hands getting oh, cold. Brutal, um, yeah. So I think that might be the only mountain that I've ever because I was shut down before on this other mountain like this because we lived in Colorado we used to there we lived in front of the ten mile range and so like there's peak one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and seven eight nine and ten were Breckenridge ski resort but like we peak one is really cool looking. And uh, I was wanting to go up it and like, but it was a long hike and sort of scrambly and lightning is a big problem in Colorado, you know, mm-hmm. so you got to start early. And so maybe like a couple times we went up to do it and like there would be lightning or there would be something. We'd turn around and then eventually we did it, uh, I think, so long ago, but I can't remember. I'm pretty sure we did peak one, uh, but never Katahdin. So I'm always like Katahdin. So I gotta go do <laughs> gotta it. Get it. I gotta, I gotta go do it, it someday. Yeah. Just be, but it's beautiful, man. The, the lake be awesome, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, the mountain itself is very cool. The whole region is awesome. I saw a bobcat like nice. up there, yeah. yeah, running across the road. There's nice. we saw a moose on the trail. Um, yeah, we might see a moose for sure. Yeah, be a moose country. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a, one of my favorite parts of Maine. Um, now, people that are doing the whole AT, like if they started in Springer Mountain, Georgia, right. I think is where it starts, right? Yeah, yeah, Somewhere, yeah. they're not going to get here, though, until uh, September. I don't know people would be, maybe? I don't know. I think they'd be later, yeah. Some people might be coming. There some, be some people, people might, yeah. but they're moving quick, yeah. Because you can, I mean, it's, I don't know what the snowfall was down there, like, when you can start. But I know people do start. Like, I've listened to some other podcasts, too, about backpack areas, and there's, I know one, some people have that start in, like, March, April sometimes. Yeah. And they steal the snow for the first part, and then so right. they might be getting close, depending on how fast they're hiking. But, right. I mean, I think the majority won't be until later, from what I've read, but. Um, Probably August, you get a lot more, and then September, you get the bulk. Right. I yeah. feel like Scott Jurek, who's a, who's a uh, ultra marathoner, like mm. an old school dude, but he might have, like re- recently in the last couple of years, he'd set the record. Oh, I, I think, think I listened to a podcast with him on it. Yeah, he he's amazing. Yeah. He's an animal. He did it in, uh, what was it, like, I want to say 40 something? I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm going to be way off of this, maybe even short, but I don't like, know. he was averaging like 40 to 50 miles a day. I yeah, think, he's like amazing. That. Yeah. That's, his dude is unbelievable. He'd be doing, I think he was talking, he'd be like, 
ready to go to bed, you know, or just lay down for a little bit. And the guy would be, no, you got to go just like do like 14 more miles. Like, yeah. right. It's like, I couldn't imagine. Like, those were like our days on the Challenger Trail. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> 10 miles hurts in the mountains. Like, some he, days you're wrecked. He's one of the greatest, like, ultra marathon runners of all time, you know. But, um, yeah, I think he just set the record. So I also just heard about some dude that killed people on the Appalachian Trail. Did you hear about this? There thing? were there were a couple of murders in like some crazy Georgia, guy. I yeah, think. yeah, some guy had like a machete. And yeah, he jumped some people on the trail. It was caught. I'm I'm not worried about you out there. No, I'm not, worried, worried. Honestly, I'm not worried. I'm not. Yeah, dude, like I'm not worried. About. If I choose one person to be yeah. hanging up there, yeah, right. I'm worried about that. I got trekking poles in my hand. Right. I'm pretty sure I can fend off an attacker even with a machete. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm fully confident in so, your abilities. But yeah, that's crazy. I did, read, I did read that article. So I heard though too that like this guy was causing problems. Like people knew him, harassing, harassing other people, hmm. and somehow because there's no like governing body of, on the trail. of a trail, right? I mean, no, it's not really. Like, I'm assuming each state's rangers kind of oversee their regions, and that's it. Especially you get a big trail like that that runs through multiple states, right. crossing state lines easily in the in the brush. No, right. No monitoring. What's going on? Right. I mean, I'm. I'm. People could go like. I. Th I mean, I think it happens. Maybe fugitive from justice type people go to the Appalachian Trail and could like go across most of the country that way. Right. right? That's what I do if I was on the run. Right. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you know about trail magic? Trail magic. <laughs> oh, this is it's, intriguing. I think so. Is this like trail angels? Or are you talking about maybe like trail angels? Okay, so like, like where people come out and like you just help out people, give yeah. out like items. Yeah, there's certain people that do that. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Like I've heard some people are for them, some people are against them. They're not like against them, but they don't believe in like the purity of it. I guess, but like, right. Um, I know what I've heard some things about like if you're gonna do that, be careful about the stuff you bring out in terms of like leaving trash behind. Right. But I've actually thought about it. I'd be fun to go out there just when I just want to go on a hike, maybe a two or three day hike carry like five pounds of extra like random stuff out there just to pass out to people and just yeah. make their day. Like yeah, I think that'd be fun, day. right? Feel a little bottle of booze or I don't know, like a little food item right. or like what? Like I think it'd be fun. Dude, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And I think uh, it'd be really cool just to integrate and just uh, kind of like just paying for it and just going out and yeah. Yeah. So. Cause really like, I mean, this is tied into everything else that we've ever talked about, but like, um, helping people maybe is the goal. You know what I mean? Maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. But yeah. how cool, how great would that make you like you're gonna you're gonna know in about a week how how you know cool that would feel right. if someone if did that. Right? You'd be like, yeah, man, you're like, cool. oh man. So how amazing would that be to like find figure out where a real tough spot is and like yes, I bring like something idea. cool a real tough spot, yeah. To bring something cool to people, like where, you know, whatever it is, I don't even know, like right. something you can't get like you know something they're not you know they're where, not caring maybe somebody's like thinking about like man the hell with this thing this sucks right you may like change their whole uh i so i love the idea of the trail mat like angel trail angels or whatever yeah i've heard it called trail magic yeah trail whatever yeah. yeah. i i i love it i but i also kind of heard about people relying on stuff like that and i don't really I'm, but that's not the problem of the trail angel right. person you yeah. know what i mean that's the person doing the hike Right. Yeah, you got to be prepared. I mean, that's crazy. You shouldn't rely on like, oh, I'll borrow this from people I see out right. there. Because you may not see, I mean, you probably will see people, but you shouldn't rely on them. But I think people do that. Yeah, that's crazy. I think. Yeah, or for the, the resupplies, like the extra stuff. Some people re rely on the extra food and resupply stations, yeah, because people dump food all the time. Oh, like leaving it. So, like, there's always extra, like, buckets of, like, Near Trail Ranch was insane. What was there, like, 17 yeah. buckets? We were also really? real, real late in the season, so I think it kind of had, like, added up over It probably gets the better. Because once you get there, you're like, oh, I don't want this, I'm sick of this, yeah. and so. Yeah, you dump stuff. If I know what we'd known then, I honestly, we could have completely resupplied there without right. even bringing anything. Without any money. I swapped out a lot of food there because there was some stuff I would have, I preferred, you know. Yeah, because I've heard, even, I just read an article, um, so say, like, I mean, you know, in this area of the country, for sure, there's, like, a ton of homeless people that, like, yeah. you know, I think most of it may be, like, a drug problem thing, you know, it seems like, but, not heroin, opioid, epidemic Yeah, there's thing. definitely a lot of that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. But, like, so I was reading a story about, there's problems of like people traveling the world and it's not even just Americans, but like European people going to places like Bali or whatever. And they're just like, they had a name for it. And I 
can't think of what the name was, but it was basically like dudes that are people that go travel, but they got n- not enough money to do the whole thing. And then they just become like beggars on in the, these other areas and these other, so like in, say you're in Thailand, like, and you'll see some like, and Thailand people are poor, you know, there's people that live in Thailand that are, that are not you know, choosing to live that way. And they're super, and then there's like some Eastern European hippie guy, like begging for money, like, so he can keep traveling. Right. Um, right. There was, a, it was like, it was like vagabond, but a different playing on it or something. Yeah. It was, uh, in poor style. You know what I mean? Of how I would think traveling is supposed to, I mean, like, yeah, like you want to be a good guest. You want to go somewhere and leave a, a leave a good impression, not right. be like going to some foreign n- nation and like begging for stuff. Right. You want to be like, no, I'm going to come here and see the culture or whatever and have a good experience and treat people good. Yeah. So not scumbag off. Not be a scumbag. Not scumbag off any public resources you can get into, you know. Not be a scumbag. When you don't need yeah, that's words to live by, right? Like just don't be a scumbag. Don't be a scumbag. Um in the where you live or the trail or on vacation. Don't don't do that. Yeah, so that's why like a lot of countries, which I never really thought about, I thought it was a different thing, but you go to a different country and they're like sometimes you know, they one, they want you to have a return ticket. And they're like, you got to show me proof that you're leaving at some point. But also right. sometimes you got to like, I guess these guys were saying they're instituting rules that you have to prove that you have enough money to make it through your stay without hmm. um, going broke. Really? I didn't know this was such a thing. Yeah, apparently it's becoming a thing. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. Which, and, ha- and when we were in Mexico, the at Puerto Escondido, yeah. the... I can't remember which time, but um, some like American chick ass was asking my wife for money, asking Amanda for money, like you know. Oh, had a soft story. Well, yeah. no, it was just like we're out in the street. Oh, there's, there's a little. About. There's a little. It's like a little beach town. Yeah. And so you know we're hanging out in the beach town, and like you know the per like this chick just went out and was like you know gave the sob story to my wife about you know blah blah. blah. Uh, $3. Yeah, I think I'm she was trying to do that thing, you know, do that thing of like, it's um, crazy. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you meet somebody and ask them for money? It's so weird. I, I know it's weird. You get used to it. I think probably, probably, you know, once you do it, it's probably weird at first, but like anything you get become accustomed to doing it and you're like, oh yeah, well, somebody gave me 50 cents. Now look yeah. at that. Look at that. I didn't have to do anything right. but ask. Now other people would be like. Jesus, it seems like, a, you know, you could just go work or something and, like, you know, not have to. And you're about more money probably, but. I feel like if you were at least offering, like, hey, I'll do something for five, you know. Right. I need some, I need some money to eat. Can I do, you know, can I do a service for you? Can I do something? Right. That's a whole different thing. Because that is a thing. That's I think. kind of, yeah. People will travel. A little better to, like, right. have a skill to kind of. Go work on a farm. Something. in your thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, like wolfing in, like, Europe, I think it's called. Um, yeah, I knew someone that did that actually years ago in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, you can go. I know people that have gone to like Canada and like worked on a farm in Canada. Yeah, for like a month or something. Yeah, like for a month. And yeah. you know, you go, it's like a, there's a term for it, but I can't think of it. They a, called it woofing. That's what it was woofing? called. Woofing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same in like different continents right. or whatever, but for Europe it was woofing. Yeah. So that's totally cool. Like, man, I think that would be awesome. Like, right. to go right. work and live in their culture. See the like, right. Uh, yeah. You would learn a ton of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think there is some of that that happens on the Appalachian Trail, too, obviously. But, yeah, maybe. Uh, but I love the trail, Angel Magic people. That sounds yeah. great. I hope we see some. Yeah, cool. you got to figure this out. Maybe yeah, someday right. we can maybe go we'll do, do it. We'll do it. Let's Dude, do it. Dude, it would be cool, right? We have talked about, after we got the resupply in Cali on the mirror, we talked about doing a service, even if it's like a retirement project, where you hike out a luxury experience for hikers. Like, they schedule you to hike them out like a burger. You buy right. burgers and hot dogs. You give them a little cookout in the mountains. Right. They pay you money to bring their food in, have, like, beer or whatever, and you right. hike all the trash out. Like, that would be fun to do for people. Yeah. You know, and there would be a little bit of a niche market for it. You're not going to probably get make billions of dollars, but to give people that cool experience, plus you can hike. If you yeah. like to hike, what's the big deal? Right. You know, lump some gear, right. get out there, bring them whatever. You could have it's different kinda, choices of like, well, what kind of thing do you want? You want fish? You guys want bird? You can give them different food choices. Maybe you could do a little music or something. Do something yeah, cool. Bring a little you guitar know? out there. Like, that would be cool. It's kind of like in, in the White Mountains of Help New Hampshire, you know, they got the huts and the yeah. hut people, the people that resupply the huts and like yeah. work in the huts and hike up all the stuff. Um, so... 
So, tomorrow we're leaving. If you guys are leaving, I'm not going anywhere, but I'll be here working in an office. Working? Um, getting it done. So, you expect bugs? Yes. Yep. You expect <laughs> rain. Rain. Lots of rain. Rain. Hopefully not, but most likely. Right. Yeah. Kind of just plan. Expect. We have an extra, I got an extra tarp I'm bringing, even though it's like two, almost two pounds of weight. It's yeah. Like, yeah. We got some extra rain gear, yeah. extra stuff yeah. to make sure that if it does rain every day, we are prepared to have a good experience right. and not be miserable. Because camping is wet. We're going to have three tents. We're always like, we're going to open a tent for a dry, you know, we can hang clothes in there to dry if we, we yeah. can sleep two to one tent. So that's kind of a plan for the rain. I'm He's smart about it. I've never. He's got an umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, we're I read that no good things about it. A lot of people recommended it. Said you may think it's stupid, which right. I, I did. You right. know, but they're like, try it. It's eight ounces, and so if I hate it, I'll never use it again. But it could be really useful out there for. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Range, uh, shade, you know, bucket right. wind. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it also yeah, does it does. sound. Yeah. But it also sounds like. Right. Because I've been wet. Yeah. In, in the in the woods, and all rain gear wets out eventually. Right, so right. Just, no matter how good. I got a sweet poncho wise. that goes over your pack and over you. <laughs> yeah, I got a really nice one. Yeah, that's yeah, good. It's orange yeah. too. I won't get lost. No good. Orange yeah. reflective stripes. Yeah. yeah, it's sweet. It is bright. <laughs> it's super bright. I love orange though. You know that. I always love that bright orange. So we're going to talk when you guys get back, and I think that's going to be interesting to see. So what do you think? Like, besides bugs and rain. What else, what else do you think, like, what do you think about this hike, you know? Like, what are, what, uh, what are your other expectations? Uh, I think it's going to be challenging in a different way cause it, than last year because there's a lot of switchback hiking in the Sierras, but this is going to be a lot of bouldering, a lot of climbing. So I think it's going to be an interesting to do a hike of this length with more rock work. Yeah. You know, because just different type of trails, different terrain. So... I think it's gonna be cool. You can see Katahdin Knife's Edge. It's supposed to be legendary. It's a cool ending. Yeah, that's gonna be a great ending. Knife's Edge is supposed to be a legendary trail. A little scary, but cool. Right. So, as long as we got good weather, we'll be fine on that. So, how do you yeah. get back? How do you get back? So, get we're meeting my girlfriend's sister and her boyfriend, and they're gonna do Katahdin with us unless they have a logistical problem, nice. but that's the plan. And so they're going to drive us to Monson, and then we're going to stay in Monson that night and then drive home the next morning because it's going to be late. And right. I don't want to do a long drive late. Unless unless my buddy Rourke's driving. So if Rourke says we are leaving, he is the driver. But right. most likely he's going to be so tired right. doing katas. Right. Be like, plus we're going to be able to finally eat real food again. Mm -hmm. So we're going to crush a cheeseburger oh, or pizza somewhere. That was that. the best. When we were in, what, Lone Pine? Lone Pine, yeah. Oh, yeah, getting off the Mirror Trail, crushing cheeseburgers, eating pizza, drinking beer. It's the best Although cheeseburger did, you ever had, we, right? We did <laughs> have beer at uh, Reds and Vermilion Valley. VBR, you get a free beer if you're a thru-hiker, which is sweet. Yeah. That was a great place. You go across, there's a ferry that takes you if you want, or you can hike in, but there's a ferry that goes across, what was that, Lake Eisenhower? Lake Edison. Edison, yeah. Lake That's Edison, cool. which is like a dammed up mountain lake. And you take the ferry across and there's this sick hiker's paradise in the middle of nowhere with a big generator. <laughs> they got power till like 10 at night and you just got everything. You just nice. chill out and the guy caters to hikers, so it was really cool. Like it makes you appreciate the little things, right? Oh yeah, very much. Like that's, and that's very what these trips do, honestly. Like you got back, you're like, we look we have pretty pretty damn good, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. What do you expect on this thing, West Coast Zach? Uh, same thing. I expect to be challenging, uh, just cause like I said, this is a way different environment than I'm used to. Although I spent time out here, so right. I do reasonably well in the humidity. I'm one of the few people who kind of prefers humidity over dryness. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think it'll be, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I feel good physically. Uh, I've put like a lot of work in the last few years, like in like balance and just core strength and just trying to be, you know, good for walking and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I'm actually looking forward to having another guy to uh, work with us. I think yeah. it'll be fun. Um, so I'm curious to see who we can get coming forward year to year. Maybe you'll join us. Hey, 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 seriously. Just out there. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah, we're working, never know. working uh, on yearly trips. So right. we're just going to try and do a trip every year and bring get people yep. who want to go, and let's do it. You know, on smaller trips here and there. Has Rourke ever done anything like this? Nope. He's always wanted to, so he's yeah. like, I want to go. How do you think, how does like a through hike change you? Does it change you? You come out a different person than you went in? Must right. I would say I uh, honestly I came out like I uh, I felt I, I felt pretty good about completing it at the end. I did. Um, and I think it gave me some uh, 
like just confidence and going forward that I can do something like, you know, because that was, it's not the biggest endeavor in the world, but it was something that took some planning and he pointed out some fortitude to finish and we didn't have any experience before. And so it proved to me that if I put my mind to something, you know, and just put a little work into it, that can accomplish it. And now we have a new goal, you know? Yeah. And it does change you a little bit in getting so used to the routine out there that you get into this, you fall in this rhythm where it becomes nice and becomes like you look forward to that routine every day. And then when you get out of it, and there, there are stories about this, like hikers, you know, as they come out of, usually on longer trips, not so much a 21 day, but you come out and it's a little bit weird. You know, I'm sure right. you felt it a little bit. Yeah. Coming back into regular after being, living in the tent and just doing your, like, you know, you just have your trip, your camp chores. And it's like, very, life is so simple. <laughs> You know, walk here, carry your stuff, get to the next point so you can eat. And it's kind of like get it, being in that environment for a good amount of time, it's very freeing. Because, I mean, everyday life, working a job, doing other things, it's just, it's very, you don't realize how much we go, 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 go with a million different goals intertwining. Huh. A million, you're working on, most people are working on billions of projects and things in their mind where they're just like weaving it all together and trying to balance it all. And when you're out on the trail, you just, you just kind of strip it down to like appreciate the environment and then you're back to base stuff. I got to eat. I got to stay healthy. I got to get water. I got to see beautiful train, but that's all I got to worry about. I got to have rest. You know, there's nothing else. So it's very, I was freeing. I love that I didn't bring my phone. Is it kind of like meditative? Yeah. It's spiritual in a lot of ways, right, right. but you're also doing hardcore physical exertion day after day. So you have to find some spiritual techniques to keep yourself going a little bit, which definitely, uh, what do girlfriends of people that do these things think, feel about these trips? I think we're crazy. They think we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they both, our girlfriends are very similar too, and they think we're they insane. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, they support, but they support us wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, they deal with gear strewn about the right. house, weighing and reweighing of mm -hmm. every little thing, planning journals about your food, and like it's very you know there's a lot of effort as far as making things right, so you're not caring too much. So it's a lot of money to do it. I would say I mean, it could be maybe. the initial investment in terms of like if you have to start from scratch with like a backpack, sleeping bag, you know the big three or four items that you prepare like that can be expensive. Um, but once you have that, you start to collect the gear. You know you had maybe a piece of gear a season or two. Um, then it becomes not so bad, especially once you learn how to pack uh, food wise and you learn you know reasonably you know cheap options that are you know semi healthy and that work for you. Do you have the little packet thing? Like, do we bring a lot of packet? But like, I don't know. Like, I, what like? Like the little packets that you pour the boiling water in, like space. Oh, like dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, dehydrated. So meals. we, so we buy like I buy dehydrated meats, and then you like mix it with whatever. If you're making ramen or pasta or whatever couscous, I have yeah. in some of mine. And then I have like I bought dehydrated vegetable packs, and I just make mixes of what I want to eat. Throw a few spice packs in with it, and then I want to put, and then yeah, you just boil it up and then throw it together and let it rehydrate, and then eat it. And uh, that's pretty much so, it. Yeah. I like making my own. I don't buy the pre-made ones that oh, much. Because yeah. some of them are okay. but it's probably expensive. Just, and they they're expensive. Yeah. And they're big, too. The pre-made's huge. So if you're not eating, two people aren't eating the same exact meal. It's like too much food. I found I eat less calories on the trail than I do on a normal day. I believe it. And I think I burn more on a normal day working and training than I did on the trail, even though we burned a tremendous amount of calories on the trail. You know how training gets. It's very rigorous. And mm -hmm. constructions some days are pretty bad. Oh, yeah. So I actually found I ate less food, but I also wanted to lose weight and keep my food down. So you're not carrying it. So you're willing to kind of adapt to a lighter calorie diet for sure. I think the experience will change you in a comp, like Zach said, in a confident manner. Like you just feel like it's kind of a semi survival situation, you know? And like, I don't know, some of the skills you learn, they could get that confidence where oh, some stuff goes down. Like, I'm, I'm all right. I, you know, I know some techniques to stay good and get myself to shelter or, you know, stay alive for a while, eat some food, forage, find water. Do you know, how to, do you like know how to forage? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit, you know. I'd be dead in a week if I right. forage. I need a little more I'm research. I'm not saying I can survive long term, but like some. Yeah, know, I mean, there's blueberries or whatever, probably. <laughs> Sure. But, oh, shit, that was the wrong blueberry. Right? <laughs> uh, I feel like blueberries are probably pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was one time, this was about 20 years ago, but like I was on in the Moat Mountains, which is up by North Conway. Yeah. And I was by myself and I got lost. 
because there was like super like there was kind of a stormy and foggy and I went down the wrong side and you know I knew I was gonna be all right but there was a lot of blueberries it's so I ate a lot of blueberries but I ended up coming down and in, into I can't, you started on the kank and you, and I wa- ended up in Northcombe in the town. Oh, you went like <laughs> yeah, across. I did. I came right out on the other side. <laughs> um, and then I had to hitchhike back. It was a classic <laughs> blunder, you know. Um, but luckily, I you know, I'll be okay. But where am I going to come? Yeah, out? where yeah, am I going right? to end up? I was like, I knew I, I feel. I, I mean, I felt like I always felt like I was like, oh, I'll be all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I was like, I don't know where the hell I'm going. Um, but there was blueberries. I put, you know, there's more. There's mushrooms and stuff, but I don't know how to. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't chance. Right. I don't know much about mushrooms enough to be eating wild ones. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one you don't mess with. Right. It'll be troublesome. Um, cool. Well, I'm pretty stoked about your trip. Really? Yeah, I really am. Like, I, I would say, I would love, right at this point in my life, to not bring my phone somewhere for three weeks or however long, and uh, and not have be thinking about 47 different things at once. Right. You know? Um, do you got a, a sleeping pad? Yeah, I got a pad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sleeping pad. I got a, I'm trying to quilt out on this. We're all doing quilts, aren't we? we all have yeah, quilts. I have like a quilt he has like a hybrid bag bag. that turns into one or the other. Yeah, because I, I had a mummy bag on the on, uh. on the mirror, but this I have a quilt, so it's like more open and it's, you know, a lighter, lighter, smaller item with less bulk, with less weight. So, so what is a quilt? It's just like a, un, it's like a pretty much just a, like a blanket, yeah. but it has like a foot box where you can tuck your feet yeah. in and then it, so the, the theory is when you lay on down, it crushes it and it loses its, its ability to insulate properly. So the sleeping pad is better insulation against your skin. So you lay on your pad and your quilt comes oh, over yeah. you like a blanket and your feet just don't fall out because you get a little foot thing to put your feet in. But it's like supposed to be better insulation value because when you lay on the down, it just ruins it anyways. Yeah. So on like a sleeping bag. And then they're warmer, you know, usually like they don't make, well, I don't know, do they make really low, like zero quilts? They no, keep, I think like, you need a contained environment low. to really yeah. get Yeah, once you get down to a certain temperature, I think you would ditch a quilt, but yeah. probably down like in the But for summer and spring hiking, you know, you can get away with a quilt. This saves a ton of weight too with no zipper. Right. 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 Yeah, my yeah. quilt's like 50 no, pounds. No, my hood thing and nothing like I think my sleeping bag last time was like, 2.8 Do you wash clothes yeah, we in do. the river type thing? So, we, yeah, we well, well, the way you can't wash it in the river because you can't put soap in right, the environment, right. you know? So the way you do it is we have buckets. We we actually have two on the mirror. We had one, but it's like a, a bucket you can, it's what, a 20 liter? 20 liter, yeah, foldable but bucket. Can, but you, it's a folding, like camp bucket. But this one, you can get about 10 liters of water in it and put stuff around it so it can't fall over. And it'll, it'll stay up. It's pretty sweet. So what we're, we do is we... You fill it up. We have tablets, like little dried tablets that you throw in, and it make, it's like laundry soap. And then you let the clothes soak, and we agitate them a bit, and wash them up, and then rinse them once, and then uh, hang them up on the clothesline. And, uh-huh. Well, you know, not every day, because it right. takes time. you got to get in camp early enough to dry it. Yeah. So like once we did laundry like three times on the mirror, yeah. four times maybe. Yeah, I think. We're and after we really appreciate it, we need to do it. We're gonna try and do it, nice. do it every, every three days or so. Would be nice if we can make the schedule work out. When it's not pouring spot, ass rain every day. Yeah, that's to be the other factor. Yeah. Do you have like? So you must because of the drops, or I guess. But do you have like you're like in your mind like oh on day three I'm gonna try to be here. Yeah, we have like a rough itinerary of our ten mile a day because they have lean tos throughout the trail. The you know that are like have little lean to shelter or there's like campsites around there. So we're kind of going around those areas, roughing about ten miles a day. And then we'll kind of we get in the region that we've walked our ten. We're gonna find a spot, but we get some spots we're gonna try and hit that people say are nice. I feel like you're gonna be isolated on this one. Maybe you know we I mean? very much could be. I don't know. I have no idea. But I just feel like in the middle of July, like. Hiking during the middle, you're in the middle. It might be too hot for yeah. Like, I feel like you're not gonna have a lot of people, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah. That. Right. Hopefully, I mean, I you know. It'd be yeah. cool to be more isolated. I'd be awesome problem with it. Right? We have a great trio, so we don't care. I and one time right before many you know twenty years I, before I moved to Colorado, I was like, I gotta go do something interesting before I leave, right? Like, so I went by myself because I was into hiking at the time a lot, and I did like. There's like a trail in New Hampshire, the Coloss Trail or something, and 
I did three days of it by myself. Um, and it was all, I like, I literally, I feel like I saw two people the whole, you know. Right. There was not many people. It was way up in northern New Hampshire. Way up by Colebrook and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dude, probably like, up in that zone. It was, it was way up, like, I feel like Pittsburgh area, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, it was awesome. Like, there was nobody. Like, I, I, like, when you would walk, like, the way it went, like, I was with myself the whole time. And then every once in a while, I, you would kind of skirt, like, some trail that it came off and you'd see somebody walking up that trail or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh, hey, you know, and that was only three days. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be, I think, I think it'd be like, I don't think it'll be that many people, but so I feel like the people from the Appalachian trail, they're not going to quite hear that. I don't think yeah. so. They Probably not a lot of them. Yeah. And sec, I, the more you say it, section hiking this time of the year, this month, it's hot. So maybe it's hot. Be, it might not be a lot of people. I hope it's I hope it's quiet. It'd be sweet. Be yeah. nice, right? Yeah. yeah. Get out. You know, really get away. Right. Done to the fight for the good tent sites. And right. Because right. that's, that's the thing, right? That's yeah, the thing. Sure, yeah. yeah. There was oh, there was many nights, and we also on the mirror. We we were like we'd break camp late. <laughs> yeah. We left camp at ten o'clock. Was like that. We a few days we left maybe nine, and then like the morning of Whitney, we knew it was a long day because we did. What we do? Fourteen and a half miles up and out on Whitney. Six, yes, I think it's we did a huge long, day yeah. on Whitney. So that was like. You know, we got up at 6. I think we were on the trail by 6 a.m. It was so damn early. might have even been 5.30 because yeah. it was so cold. I remember going up those stairs because Guitar Lake was really high, but you had a, like a two-mile approach and then the two-mile summit trail to get up to the summit of Whitney. And it was like we were going up in the dark with the headlamps on the icy stairs. Yep. Following the chief, our boy we met from Missouri. <laughs> he, was a, he was a boss. We crushed with the chief. He was a fast hiker. Yeah, he was. Well, that was good. But, yeah, like I can picture like – you being like oh we'll get to these you know not saying this is going to happen but i could see that it could ha i mean i could see it happen in any one of these adventures but like you're like oh i'm going to get to these lean-tos and crash there and then you get to the lean-tos and they're all full yeah, and yeah like you're yeah. like shit and then you're like exhausted but now you got to hike another two miles yeah, or something finding like, a campsite Jesus Christ. yep that will happen at least once yeah you sure. gotta feel i mean it's Guaranteed. gotta happen right but we dealt with that a little bit everybody has their day at least one day on the trail where you just you just want to throw it in right. you don't want to like, second day for him on the jam yeah. <laughs> yeah. day two because my feet were so bad and i remember i asked him like we were trying to approach what thousand islands yeah and uh we're going to thousand island lakes so it's like oh man oh oh it's right down there it's just a little ways and it was like two yeah. and a half miles and then when we got down to the shore there was like another half mile to even get to the campsites we had to go like across the, around the lake and then up on this spot was the only way to place to camp and i remember just almost losing it like he was close <laughs> i can sense it i was trying to, I was I trying was to be destroyed. nice don't worry Travis. just right, right here <laughs> he's like it's just over there we're cool and it was like i tried to head to pull it together and like deal and we, we even had to hike up the pretty far up the slope because up all the other sites were taken until we yeah. get the, you know up there right. and yeah, it was. That was cool. Though. There was a, a full moon right over a thousand. Like I yeah. felt like we were next to the full moon. It was like next to us. It was so close because we were right. pretty high up. It was just like beautiful orange full moon coming over the lake. Did you ever have any moments during the last one where you were like, "Man, I'm done with this"? Uh, not done, but I had two. I would say coming out of Reds when we went to we camped at a place called Duck Creek. Um, that's when my day with like pain, physically pain. I was uh, I was falling behind and continuously. He kept you know I had to stop, make sure I wasn't you know laying down or anything. And we got in late, probably like seven, just before just like before it was getting dark, dark and yeah. just lay down in a meadow. And yeah, I remember thinking at the time like I think I really like fucked up my feet for tomorrow. We'll see if I'm able to walk, which was weird because I felt like that a lot when I went to bed. Like, oh, I really fucked myself for tomorrow, but I wake up and I was like, okay, I feel yeah. you know, a little stiff, but I feel okay. And so surprisingly, you just keep going. Um, and then I had another time near Ray Lakes where we had done a lot of passes recently. And so this was a day when we didn't have a pass. And so I thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, a little bit of a relief day and whatever. And it wasn't. And like, there's just no easy days up there. Like I said, it's not just the passes, it's going down right. valleys and ups. And I had about an hour where I was starting to get a little frustrated. And he, he could sense it and he knew. He's like, just chill out and, you know, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Started to lose it, but. And the I cool, I feel like the cool thing after you go through that time, because you go through it in a lot of different, in anything. Yes. Could be whatever it is. Right. This case, it's hiking. But you go through that part, and when you don't quit, then it's you can build on that, and you're like, oh, man, I just had this miserable thing, but I made it. Right. And here I am. Still here. Yeah, still yeah. doing it. We're going to finish. Yeah. That's it. 
just get over it. You move on. You have your little, you know, mini meltdown in your head. You just say, all right, right. that's cool. Now I'm third. I just feel a little bit. Just got to let go of that, yeah. that negative energy. Because yeah. it builds up if you're hurting or you're beat up. Because yeah. everybody hurts, you know, a little bit. You're a little beat up every morning. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's hurt out there. Everyone's right. got, yeah, some people are quicker other days, you know, because it's like, oh, their knee's feeling good today, so they can move. Or like this day, oh, no, they're definitely not going to lead because their knee hurts. And they're right. going to take it easy and do their thing and take a little extra break here and there. So... Yeah. All right, boys. Well, we'll see you in a couple Until weeks. When we get back, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. When see you... our perspective changes. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we feel. <laughs> how yeah. cool is that, right? Like, uh, I I'm looking forward to like the. I feel like you're gonna come back with like the glow, you know? Oh yeah, the, definitely. I've just been in the woods, like yeah. getting spiritual with Have that spiritual know? energy. Yeah. Definitely, okay. that's the goal. That's what, come back. Unless the bugs fucking right. beat it out of me. <laughs> But no, I, I, that's gonna make it better. Yeah, you know, like you're gonna, you're gonna like, because when you finish this one, you'll be like, fucking man, you George, uh, there are bugs up there, like, right? But like, well, we, did we it. made it through we it. Did. Yeah, we, we made it. it through the bugs, and, and then, 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 and then bugs that. will never bother you because right. you'll be like, oh, remember that time we we're on the hundred mile wilderness and the bugs were carrying us off and eating us, and <laughs> you lifted six inches off. Yeah, the like, it's crazy. <laughs> I thought that swarm of flies was gonna carry you away, but we saved you. So then, all the other bugs will be fine. It won't matter. You got the bug spray? I, I don't do bug spray. No, I'm a bug ignore. I just don't care. Yeah, they'll land on me. Don't bite me either. They don't bite me that much. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's my blood. They, they don't, don't like it. They don't like you. They don't like me. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna, gonna see. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I'm interested to see if this holds through. He's rooting for me to hate life. I mean, I'm not rooting for him. Like, yeah. like, I've made a few recommendations that he's like. Yeah, I good. do have some bug, so, some, right. some bug repelling <laughs> lotion, and we sprayed the tent with some stuff. And Zach's just like waiting for the day. Yeah. He's like, I, I can't wait for the day when Trevor's like, just give me the bugs, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give me the spray anytime you're ready. I'm I do have some. I do have some natural tortuga. All right, I do have some, which I've been using on my short day hikes all season. It's been very good. Good. good works well that's right doesn't smell funky or any chemical residue no no deet no no, no uh, deet very natural all natural right. product that's right that's right Been great little plug there <laughs> all right boys well yeah. thank you for uh i'm glad we get to do this and then we'll, Me too. Uh, we'll get to we'll, we'll see you on the flip until side until next time yeah. peace good luck happy hiking thank you right, thanks